Hey everyone, we are going to talk to you today about the mind-body connection and why it's so important to have that integration. A lot of us walk around every day being completely disconnected from our physical body, from our spirit, just that integration isn't there. And so we're not present to ourselves we're not present to other people. We may be completely emotionally dysregulated, not to mention disconnected from our intuition and our inner compass, right? So Mio and I wanted to talk about the importance of this. Like, why do we need to be integrated? Why does the mind and the body and the heart need to be in alignment in order to function well? And then She's had some really wonderful experiences working at a float center for how long have you been working there? Over a well, year, right? Yeah. Um, my, but my family own, co-owns it. So it's not like, oh, I just work there. It's like mm-hmm. family project. We all pitch in to try to help build this place up. So it, it's a healing facility and it's mm-hmm. just like a place where people can come. And so it's, it's just been, yeah, it's been an amazing um experiment yeah about like a year and a half especially coming off of you know photography and running my own business for so long and being able to use my my marketing and Mm -hmm. all of that part of it but then tying in this healing element of these modalities yeah talking to other people about their experiences with all kinds of crazy things that they've tried and I when they're floating right just even the conversations you have with people, people who try floating have also tried other things. Oh, right. Yeah. So like the other thing that we can talk about later too, are like ketamine assisted therapy. Oh yeah. Stuff like this, that's coming back and helping people. Um, yeah. DMT, like it's psilocybin. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's not unusual to have those type of conversations when I'm there with people because they're more open and receptive Mm-hmm. Versus if I were to work in a doctor's office and they're there to get a pill and a prescription and right. a diagnosis on something um, right. people that come through this place are like just in t- turning internally to themselves, mm-hmm. seeking out opportunities or, or options for wellness. You know, what are the different ap- avenues that you can pursue to achieve some semblance of wellness or different aspects of wellness. So maybe we should describe what a float center is for people who are listening. If you are ever in Henderson, if you ever find yourself in Vegas for whatever reason, if you come down, so I am at IMR float, my family, um, owns IMR float and IMR massage. So they're two separate things, but both equally amazing because when you're trying to work some shit out. Mm -hmm. So on the float side though, floating is uh, sensory deprivation tanks. So it started, I think in the seventies, there's a guy that I think his name was like John Lilly or something like that. I I think he's the guy who invented it. Um, But basically he would do a bunch of, I think ketamine and of course he built the sensory deprivation tanks the ones that he built versus the ones I go in are totally different because I can't sit in a casket style tank and not have anxiety. <laughs> that yeah, would like be I'm, worse for me. I am the same. I would feel very uncomfortable in a 
dark closed space, even though people say that it's like being in the womb, like it's comforting that way for me, that's freaking terrifying. So, so I do use that description as being in the womb for our enclosed cabin style, but mm-hmm. I also say like they're tall enough and big enough where you could stand up inside of them. Mm-hmm. So you're not like in a egg or you're not in like a casket style, like tanning bed salon where you're yeah. pulling it shut over you. So basically what it is, sensory deprivation tanks. So everything's heated to about 94 degrees, the air, the water, and then you take a cool shower before you get in. And then as you rest, your body starts to drop in temperature anyways, like when Mm -hmm. you're sleeping at night, like your, your core body temperature drops, there's all kinds of science behind this. Um, I'm the type of person just to be like, yeah, I heard this on this and I read it here and I read this study. So but don't ask me to quote it and tell you exactly where, because <laughs> I was down a rabbit hole, 94 degrees, water, air, and then your body acclimates to that. There's about 1300 pounds of salt, uh, salt water in these tanks. And it's only about 11 inches deep. You can stand up. You can literally put your foot down. Um, it's like the dead sea. So what I tell people is when you're getting in, like the thing about floating is surrender and letting go because there's so much salt in this water that there's more salt than water and you don't have to do anything. You just have to be. And when I explain that, I'm like, you're going to, your body is going to try to resist your relaxation because you don't trust it yet. Mm -hmm. You don't trust the salt water. You don't trust that it can hold you. You don't trust that it can support you. So the idea go into your breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth. And every time you exhale, surrender a little bit more, mm-hmm. melt into it, know that it's there to support you. You're not going to drown. You can't even turn over unless you really, really try to <laughs> like, if you turn over, it's because you really fought to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, it's probably pretty natural for people to have trouble surrendering to that because we, you know, most people, when they're learning how to swim, they're doing so in non-salt water or right. not, not salty enough to be, make you super buoyant. You're so. not buoyant. Yeah. You're, you, you're fighting to stay up to the top mm-hmm. or you have to move to get through cause you're, you're swimming, mm-hmm. but here it's about stillness. So if you're good at meditation, if you have a good meditative practice, those people almost always get into the meditative state fast and enjoy their floats more because they can get out of their body faster. Mm-hmm. But when you're stuck in your body and your, your mind is going, oh, this feels weird. Oh, the water feels oily. Oh, am I going to get it in my eyes? Oh, 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 my head. I can't f- put it back. And it's just like, they're not letting themselves get out of their own mind mm-hmm. enough to get to the point of, if you just shut the fuck up and let go, <laughs> you will have an out-of-body experience very quickly because when the air and the body and the water are all the same temperature and you get a feeling of oneness, girl, it feels like you're fucking floating in space. Yeah. It feels mm-hmm. like zero gravity because you technically, when you're sitting there in the water, it's not like a bed where you have a bed supporting you and there's pressure and the air might be 70 something degrees. Your body's 98 degrees. Like yeah, all these differences that remind your body on a, just a physiological level, like, Hey, you're in a bed or, Hey, you're standing up. Your muscles are engaged. You have clothes on the feeling of mm-hmm. the feeling of nakedness. Cause you go in the nude, you take a shower and then you dry off your face. And then 
butt ass naked, like a baby, you get into the water and you relax. Yeah, it really is. There's like, no, there's, you can't tell the difference between air versus water. And it's really, it really is sensory deprivation. But the magic isn't in that point. The magic is when you stop for, you stop remembering that you're laying in this tank and now your mind starts to go on a trip. Yeah. And your mind is going, whoa, we're getting out of the body and we're zooming out. And some people are like, I had this total vision of being reborn again and in my mother's womb. And some Mm -hmm. people come out with like, they saw colors and shapes and it's like, they're having psychedelic trips because their brain. So what you're doing is you're getting your brain down to whatever that theta delta wave delta state that not quite fully asleep, but not fully conscious. So when you're in that space, that's when the mind starts going on a trip Mm -hmm. and you start figuring stuff out and you're sorting things out. And then on the scientific level, you're basically soaking in magnesium, Mm -hmm. which your body needs, which your body is deficient anyways. Um, day to day, you're overstimulated by light sounds, noises, people. How many times have you checked your phone in an hour in 30 minutes? How many times you check your phone, your notifications, your yeah, constant your emails, like yeah, constant stimulation and constant awareness being on these things. So you don't miss a call. So you don't miss a text. So you don't miss this. So you don't miss whatever. Um, don't miss an appointment. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a story right before we yeah. jumped on to record. <laughs> So when you think about the brain and how engaged it is on a daily basis, even if you're just sitting there watching TV, you're, you're visually taking in colors, noise, sound, mm-hmm. you're thinking, what, have, what else have I seen this actor in? Oh, let me pick up my phone and look. And you yeah. start, your brain is not relaxing to the point that it needs for the self-healing that it's capable of. Mm-hmm. Your brain is your fucking, like your CPU, right? Like this is your, your data center. And if you're not giving it a chance to relax, shut down, receive, defrag, this, defrag, defrag the hard yeah. drive, <laughs> yeah, hit the reset button basically. Yep. Well, in magnesium too is so good for your nervous system and being magnesium deficient just because our soil doesn't have the levels of magnesium anymore. Mm-hmm. That, and so it's not present in our food at high levels anymore. Most people should be supplementing with magnesium, but it's so good for your nervous system and it can really help with anxiety and having you be calm. Like, Oh, people can take magnesium and see changes in their blood pressure. But if I'm taking calm magnesium, which is not the best one out there, just, but it's the one that popped into my head. Like say, I'm Mm -hmm. just, Oh, making a glass of calm to drink, but I'm sitting there still stimulating my nervous system while I'm drinking this. I'm still watching TV or I'm still checking my phone while I'm drinking the thing that's supposed to make me calm. (laughs) I'm literally fighting against it mm-hmm. versus for an hour, shutting up, shutting off, decompressing, mm-hmm. having complete peace and quiet. The first couple of times I floated, I was hearing phantom voices, mom, mom, mom in my head. Yeah, I thought I heard my children and I was just like, whoa, 
Yeah. My, it was a, a realization to me of like, my brain is constantly on. Yeah. Your nervous system is consistently activated. You're in that fight or flight because like Aged. something is going to need your attention. So you're just automatically prepared yep. versus, uh, slipping into that, uh, parasympathetic yep. you know, state where you're actually calming down. And so, yeah. Wow. Okay. Keep going. This is fascinating. I was just going to say, so spiritually, I like to go in with either an intention or a question spirit. What do I need to know about mm -hmm. this time? What do show me what I need to know? Or I'll go in there and I'll do body scans. Show me where I'm holding on to things. Show me what I need to work on. So it's a very meditative experience for you. Like for you go me, in there intentionally to have a meditative, like yes, energetic experience. Yes, absolutely. And then I slip into that relaxation point where my, I forget that my body's just laying there in the water because my brain is doing its own thing. Yeah. My spirit is off doing its own thing. I'm out connecting. Um, there's times where I've seen the council. There's times where I've seen nice all kinds of things that can only come to me when I'm in a meditative state. So using this as a meditative um, tool, it has changed my practice because now I know that I can go anywhere and get out of my body. I can, yeah. I can meditate on the fly now. Like I'm, I'm pr actively practicing like the nothingness basically mm -hmm. zero point. They call nothing. it. Yeah. Oh, really? That's that yeah, makes it's called sense. zero point. Yep. Well, I love that. Yeah. Um, the other thing at the center, um, we have the three float tanks, some people do put meditation music on because they can't sit alone with their thoughts. It mm -hmm. makes me a little sad because I'm like, I wish you could experience nothingness. But the one thing I will tell you is that the tank will always reveal something about you to yourself. The tank will reveal something. Every time. The first time mm -hmm. I floated, I was still married. And I was like, show me what I need to know about my marriage mm -hmm. and my relationship. I got in the tank. They forgot to start the session. So I was literally being bounced around the tank the entire time because there's there's the filters and jets in there that run when it's not in session. And I got pushed around the tank the entire time. And I thought that was part of the experience. Oh my God. So when I got out and I told them like, yeah, they never turned off the observation of, I thought this was part of the experience because I didn't know any better is what taught me about my marriage and where the state of my marriage was being pushed. I around, was getting yeah. pushed around in that mm -hmm. tank the same way I was getting pushed around in my marriage energetically, not physically, right. but bossed around controlled. I didn't have a chance to just sit still and mm -hmm. get the full benefit of the experience. So that first time in the tank fucking showed me everything I needed to know. Oh my gosh. And then every time after that, it's some sort of connection, realization. Sometimes I'm in there 30 minutes and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm done. Got it. The ideas <laughs> popped in my head because it's it's a place for creativity as well. So if you have, so basically when you get into a creative flow, if you have the chance to like be at home in your studio, in your office and just flow, 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 work on creativity, not get interrupted, you can get a lot of shit done. Yeah. But if you're not giving your chance yourself a chance to get into the flow, to pull ideas out of the ethers, mm -hmm. 
that is going to be a lot harder. You're going to feel like, uh, where do I begin? Where do I start? So if I have a lot of shit to do, oftentimes I'll go to float because it'll help my brain start sorting and organizing Mm -hmm. what needs to happen first and then follow that. Well, the other even, thing, yeah, oh, even just like calm, being so calm, like calming you down just allows things to come in with more clarity and you can yep. see more, you just can see more clearly what or how things need to happen versus trying to piece that together in a state of frenzy or an elevated. Yeah. And if you, you know, get in the tank and you're like, mm, I got too much anxiety, my brain won't shut down. That's also showing you you're overstimulated. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of little, little things, right? The other thing before you float, you can go do an infrared sauna session, which I have fallen in love with the sauna yeah. way more than I ever, ever, ever thought. I thought I loved floating. And then I started doing the sauna and I'm like, this is my little sweat lodge. <laughs> and I'm like, this isn't just me sitting here in the heat. So on purpose, we don't put TVs or any stimulation in our center there's no TV in the sauna. You're not sitting there to sweat, to keep yourself occupied while you sweat. Right. You're there. Meditation music. I like silence sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I'm in there purging my fucking demons. (laughs) I'm purging my anxiety. I'm purging the moments throughout that week where I acted out or said something I shouldn't have or got mad or angry over something, got an added, like I'm purging everything that like, Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, there's times where I've had to um, push things through my nervous system because it was like, I was hit with some information and then it was like, Oh, it made me sick to my stomach. I had to go in and there and purge it. Right. Sweat it out. Um, breathe. Cause you're in the sauna. You also hit fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. Anytime you are uncomfortable. So here's what I'm learning. The body, anytime you're going to face discomfort, you have to train yourself to get through the discomfort because fight or flight is going to kick in and you're going to try to get the fuck out of the discomfort as fast as possible. But if you can train your brain through these controlled stresses, stressors, stressors, Mm -hmm. sauna, cold plunge, not the flow so much, but because that's more on the relaxing side, but the uncomfortable things like the heat and the cold, Mm -hmm. that is when you are basically rewiring your nervous system to not freak the fuck out at the drop right. of a dime. Mm-hmm. The minute something gets uncomfortable, whether it's a cold chill outside, now I'm instead of me going, ooh, 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 I'm so cold. I'm like, <laughs> oh, was this as cold as the cold plunge that I just did? No. Is that all what you got, I, Mother Nature? <laughs> what did I do when I was uncomfortable in the cold plunge or when I was uncomfortable in the sauna? I fucking breathed and let my head get into that meditative state as much as I could mm-hmm. because my mind, my, my body was freaking out. So if the body's freaking out, my mind's going to follow too, right? It's cold, cold, cold. Like, Oh, what am I telling myself? Am I telling mm-hmm. myself or it's hot, hot, hot. I got to get out of here. Like fight or flight kicks in, in the sauna when you're like, Oh God, the air is getting thick in here. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> and it is really interesting. Like your example of being outside and then feeling the cold and like you reacting. It's interesting to be really present to your body in those moments too. Like, how am I holding my body to Mm -hmm. resist this discomfort? So 
I mean, I live in Wisconsin and right before Christmas, it was, we had wind chills of like negative 45 and it was so fucking cold outside that you don't go out recreating. Like when it's that cold, you just don't spend a lot of time outside. Yeah. But what I become so aware of so quickly is like, how am I holding, how is my body reacting? How am I holding tightly to, to mm. brace against that kind of discomfort? And you have to actively tell, like, tell your body to relax, like, yep. you know, let your Breathe. shoulders, yeah, Breathe. let your shoulders slacken, <laughs> let your face slacken. And it's just really interesting how we automatically brace ourselves against that kind of stimulus mm-hmm. and discomfort. And same with the heat, like the sauna heat. And And energetically speaking too, now, when I tell people what I do, like, oh, I do this contrast therapy, this hot and the cold immediately. These, these people are like, oh God, I could never. And I'm like, I said that too. I fucking hate that. I I live in the desert. I hate the cold. I'm a West coast girl. I lay out in the sun for fun every day Mm -hmm. for me to face the cold. It's just like, Needless to say, Mio is probably not going to come visit me in the dead of winter in Wisconsin probably. because she would die. She would probably would, die because I would be like, <laughs> like a plant that is accustomed to the inside of the house that if you put me outside, it'd be like shrivel. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> let's talk about contrast therapy though. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. Well, first let's say like physiologically floating is really good for you. It can help with anxiety. It can PTSD, help. Depression. Yeah, PTSD. Um, it can help um, teach you chronic how- pain. Oh yeah. Chronic pain come in because it's the only relief that they'll get because they can actually lay down without it hurting. Mm. Um, people with sciatic nerve issues. Um, I got people with fibromyalgia, people that are on chemotherapy and in a lot of pain that way. Mm. Um, yeah. And one of the the other side of things I've seen people that got, um, toxicity in their blood from mold and stuff in their house. Mm -hmm. And they, um, came in every day for a month with their blood test and they sauntered and floated every day and their toxicity, they were good by the time they were done with, I forget if they did 30 or 60 days with us, but, um, so it was like a detoxifying process. It was like, we have the blood test to show you that this works Mm -hmm. if you want it, or if you want us to talk, like if you need to, whatever you need, we got, we got the doctor, we got all this stuff because nothing was working except Mm -hmm. for this. And that's amazing. That's powerful because you got to know how your body works and how there are other ways to get it, to do what you need it to do without Western medicine or some kind, yeah, some kind of a pill or chemical that uh, only treats a symptom versus like the root cause. right? Right. So a lot of disease that we experience in our body is a result of inflammation. And how did that inflammation overwhelm the body in the first place? So what are the contributing factors? And usually it's stress. Um, it could be like your gut. You you have a leaky, all tied in. Yeah, leaky all gut. All tied in. And reading more about how inflammation contributes to depression mm-hmm. and how depression, like how they're tied in together. Yes. And um, 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. More, more rabbit hole stuff. There, well, in in their important rabbit holes because it's stuff that's completely overlooked. So, by Western medicine standpoints, unless you have a really good functional med doctor who's you know doing their due diligence and reading and looking at the whole body synergy kind of relationships. Um, it gets missed a lot. So when you have treatments like this or opportunities to help your body heal, our bodies are so sophisticated biophysically, mm -hmm. like they're designed to uh, repair themselves consistently, continuously. And yep. it's really the things that cause damage, environmental factors, things that we eat, stress that actually oxidize the cells and make it a lot harder for the body to prepare itself. So if you can help the body, you know, without having it's to take the tools it needs. Yeah. So it can, conceivably our physical vessels would age much slower and would be much more resilient and stronger. And, but we're like, we're somehow not making that connection in the Western medical world. Well, we're right over, yet. overstimulated and inundated with mass marketing of things that don't contribute to the overall health and wellness of the human body as a whole. Like yes. you have products and companies marketing to tell you what to eat, drink, or do that isn't even conducive to how the body functions or works. Like you can't feed the body shit and then expect it to perform like a top tier athlete. You can't what? I'm kidding. And I would also argue that we have a whole society, a whole humanity that does not dig into their emotional um, health and stability and cannot therefore move energy through their body in don't even realize that their body can self-heal yeah and, and as conditions and as a result of not dealing with your inner realms your emotional well-being that you are in fact contributing to making your body your sick disease. yep so that's just a little soapbox right there, yeah. but overall floating's good for re relaxing and replenishing your magnesium. Cause the skin is the largest organ of the body. Mm -hmm. And so you're basically marinating for an hour. <laughs> you're brining. I love, <laughs> I love that. And you don't even come out wrinkled. That's the best part. Cause there's no, you come out looking like glowing there's more salt supple. than water. So you're not wrinkling cause you're, the skin isn't exposed to enough water to start. Cause that's another self-preservation thing. Mm-hmm right? Looking, I don't know, the body just fascinates me on everything that it can automatically do. Like it's amazing. Like, Oh, you're in water for a long period. Let's shrink up and make you have wrinkly fingers. So you can have some better grip. <laughs> I love that though. That's such a crazy adaptation, right? Like, Oh, I have more surface area to grab stuff like a gecko. <laughs> and speaking of the hands and feet when, so on to that contrast therapy topic, when you hit the cold, What's the first to go? Your hands and your feet, your extremities, your extremities. Yeah. Hands and feet. So it's just interesting. Like when, how you're talking about, well, when I go outside to the cold, what does my body start automatically doing? Mm -hmm. That's the first thing that I notice is my hands and feet. Like, oh my God, because the, what happens. All right. So contrast therapy. Yeah. Let's start there. Con what is contrast therapy? It is a modality where you're basically taking the body from extreme temperatures of extreme heat to extreme cold. Some people do this with water, 
hot tub to ice plunge. Some Mm -hmm. people do this by doing hot shower to cold shower. Some people do it by like how, how we do it, where we do traditional sauna to the cold plunge tank, or you can do an ice bath. The idea though, is that within the heat part of it, the sauna part or the, the hot, you're like dilating everything, Mm -hmm. right? You're, you're dilating everything. It's, it's bringing blood to all sorts of it's getting the blood flow and pumping. Your heart is racing. It's like doing an exercise workout cardio wise. Cause your, your heart is fucking, yeah. you can easily burn. Like, I think I read somewhere it was like a thousand calories per yeah, sauna session. It speeds way up. Yep. And you're, it's affecting your metabolism. I love the heat because I, I can sit in the sauna for a long Me time. Too. I can push myself in the heat. I have a harder time in the cold, but that's because mentally I'm working over that facing my own discomforts. You're such so, a badass. Sometimes. Nah, you're badass. I, you guys, so, I'm going to Vegas soon and I know she's going to make me get in a cold, like a cold oh, ass tub yeah. of water. And I'm like, oh fuck. She's got this. <laughs> so the miss negative 45 degrees. Oh. I don't go roll around in the snow naked when it's like, that. I'm going to send you this video <laughs> of this village in Siberia they, um, do they cut holes in their rivers and then just go jump in daily for their immune system? Well, I get that. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. I get it. Contrast therapy is good for the immune. So floating is good for the immune system. Contrast therapy. Great for the immune system. Mm -hmm. So in the heat you're dilating, you're sending all the blood, you're oxygenating everything, right? Mm-hmm. You're, and you're, you're like purging your, toxins, like you're purging, literally purging out. toxins as you're sweating things out. Um, you're purging your demons because you don't want to be in there. So, <laughs> demons be gone. Yeah. Swear. Um, do you do demon yoga? Do you do, what is that? What did, what came up? Demon yoga came up in our God. other episode. Do you do demon <laughs> yoga in the sauna? <laughs> <laughs> no, almost. I do cussing in the sauna where I'm like this fuck, but fight or flight hits in the sauna also. So like I said, when the air gets thick and it gets too hot, I start getting restless. That's fight or flight kicking in. My Mm -hmm. restlessness kicks in. I got to move. I got to move. I got to get out of here. So instead of bitching out, I'll set myself a commitment of, all right, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And as I get closer, I don't let myself get out, but I'll let myself adjust. Mm-hmm. So if I have to throw a fucking towel over my head so I can like not feel, cause it's like a, I'll go in at like 190 degrees sometimes. Yeah, that's, that's hardcore. And I'm like, push, 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 because I'm trying to get to the discipline of being resilient. I'm trying to get to the discipline of like, I can do uncomfortable things because I've been through shittier things in my life than this. Mm-hmm. As soon as you get out of the sauna, you go take a shower. I usually start warm shampoo, wash everything, and then go to cold, cold shower. But some people just go straight for that shock therapy and go straight to like the mountain cold water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either way, when you come out of the heat and you go into the cold, your body's going to start hyperventilating. So it's always going to be about the breath. Yeah. So it's like this knee jerk reaction for your body. Yes. Your body is like, oh my God, we're, we need to switch gears here else we're going to not do well. Basically it's sending all the blood to your brain for survival. Mm -hmm. So when you get out of the sauna, take a quick shower because we're super clean and OCD there because it's the temple. So we're very much like shower, 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 clean, 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 everything Mm -hmm. down the drain, detox purge. This is how we keep the energy clean here. You hit the cold plunge and 
the first time I ever did the cold plunge was 35, thir- between 35 and 40 degrees. Cause it was an actual ice bath wow. in like a metal trough, but it was also a hundred degrees outside in Vegas in June. So it wasn't so shitty because it was like, I didn't know any different. Right. Like my first time in the tank, I didn't know any different. I just knew I don't like the cold. This is uncomfortable, but I had to get out of my head, out of my body and into that meditative state of breathing and asking spirit to teach me what I need to know in this moment. Mm -hmm. And there are times when I've stood over the cold plunge and I feel like I am on the cusp of jumping into an earthly body. I'm about to like cross the chasm of spiritual to earth side going, yes. this so is going to fucking like, suck. You're it's going to be like uncomfortable. Catapulted or and smashed back into. There's all these little moments of connection for me that I'm always thinking of things spiritually and energetically of like, well, what is this doing? Mm-hmm. Because, okay, the cold, it's not that comfortable. Our bodies run and almost a hundred degrees. So when you want me to get into 48 degree cold water, it's like jumping in a river, which some people have, some people have jumped into cold pools, rivers, this and that. But the difference when you're getting in and you're doing it as a spiritual experience, it becomes deeper than that. I did one experience with a breathwork facilitator who was also a therapist And so him talking me through the cold plunge experience versus, okay, all right, let's just do it. Let's just do it was night and day because it was intention. Mm -hmm. And he asked me before I got into another 35 degree cold plunge after a two hour Wim Hof breathing method workshop, who he's actually trained with Wim. He actually goes to the mountains and fucking Poland and does all these crazy ass hikes with no shirt on. So I was like, all right, this, this dude's legit. Okay. This dude just didn't learn off YouTube. This guy actually (laughs) trains with Wim Hof, like the fucking Iceman. Mm -hmm. And he asked me before I even got in, what's your commitment to yourself? Oh, and even those words commitment to myself, how many commitments do we make for ourselves? How many commitments do we break? How many promises do we make and break for ourselves versus other people? Those words were like, oh, it took accountability. All right. I said, I'm just going to, I said, two minutes. I said, okay. And then he's like, all right, whenever you're ready. Like he wasn't, there was no force involved. Mm -hmm. There was no coercion. There was no hyping me up. It was literally just, okay. He was witnessing you. Yeah. He was like, all right. And then what did I do? Stepped in. I didn't think about it. I didn't hesitate. I just got in, sat down, put my hands on my thighs. Ice is hitting me in the fucking shoulders and face. I'm getting up. There's literal bags, like hundred dollars worth of ice from Costco in this, these things. Right. And hyperventilating starts because immediately physiologically, the brain is going we need to survive. This mm-hmm. shit's cold. Mm-hmm. So what happens? All the blood starts going from the extremities, all the blood, everything starts going back up to the brain. Everything that happens in the heat for dilation, the opposite happens in the cold for constriction. Yeah. But what's also happening in the cold, your fucking adrenaline is going. Yep. <laughs> your dopamine, your serotonin, norepinephrine, 
all these things that are beyond just feel good hormones. They're your motivational hormones that make you move, make you get shit done, put you into productivity mode. Yeah. Kickstart. It's like somebody just hooks up an IV to all the shit you need to feel good mentally, physically, having the strength to do things. It feels like you got 10 cups of coffee after. Okay. Afterwards. Yeah. Okay. While you're in it though, you just got to be present and breathe. Right. That's all you can do when you're fucking freezing. Yeah. Like people you're like, can you're talk. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Shut the fuck up. Well, your body's got to like hurt at some point too, because it's so cold. Sometimes I feel pins and needles in my feet mm-hmm. to the moment of getting in the ice. I have to close my eyes and I have to breathe through my nose and out through my mouth with my teeth shut. Cause it's the only way I can slow my breath down enough to get oh. my heart to slow down mm-hmm. because as soon as you get in hearts going, do, 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 and you're like, <gasps> and having somebody there, accountability, a partner, a breathing doula, basically a breathing doula, Mio breathe. Okay. You're safe. It's just water. It's just water. It's here to help you. Beautiful. Okay. It's just water. It's not here to kill you. Yeah. You have to like circumvent your brain. Your brain is telling you, get out, get out, Mm -hmm. get out, get out. What are you doing? Get out. But getting through that controlled stress environment. Mm -hmm. Cause once I got past the first 20, 30 seconds of getting my breath under control, cause Mm -hmm. I knew I wasn't going to get out. I wasn't going to be a little bitch. I've never bitched out. That's one thing is I've never bitched out. Once I'm in the tank, I'm in the tank. <laughs> now, I love you. <laughs> my friend, you know, he comes with me. And in the other day, I was about to bitch out. I was starting to get fight or flight where I was like getting uncomfortable. And I lost my concentration is what it was. I lost my concentration, my meditative state. And I started looking at the clock and seeing how long I've done. And I was all over except for in the moment of now. Mm -hmm. And he had to just put his hand on my chest, breathe. And he's like, you're not going anywhere. Like you, you got this. You're not bitching out. You're not bitching out. (laughs) And then I stayed like an extra minute or so in the ice though, there was another girl that was cold plunging right across from me in, in another 35 degree full of ice tank mm-hmm. we had just finished the same workshop. I was connecting into her energy because I could feel it. I saw, I could feel her crying. Aww. And what's crazy though, is when he's reminding me to breathe, I don't even know what he said that triggered it, but I felt it of like, you've been through worse than this. Yeah. And feeling <laughs> that moment of like, you're right. I have been like, I fucking wept and I just cried and I was mm. like letting it all go. Cause I'm like, you know what? This is just ice water, mm-hmm. but then getting out and feeling proud, feeling accomplished, feeling like I let shit go in the ice. I, I left it behind me. Yeah. It was like, it's almost getting, like a new stride. Well, and you tapped into some kind of deeply embedded trauma, right? Mm -hmm. That your body, your cells, your tissues was finally like, okay, we can let this go, but you needed to almost have permission 
to be able to finally let that go. And to realize that this was one method that I could let it go, Mm -hmm. that it came through because there are certain wounds and certain traumas that just one session of meditation doesn't just do it. No, I mean, like we're so like good at avoiding the deepest work, right? So like, yeah, I meditated and I've, I've done my work and I'm like, well, have you really like, cause we're all still, you know, we're all working on this every day. Yeah. And some so, of that stuff like is so deeply embedded that you don't even have conscious memory of it anymore. And it, or you didn't even realize what it was when it happened and in your, but your body stores it anyway, mm-hmm. just like that book that you and I both have on our reading list. So we haven't read it yet. The body keeps the score, which I hear fantastic things about you guys. So it really does kind of lay out how your body stores this traumatic memory in the cells and the tissues. And it takes like certain somatic movements or these key moments of pushing past a threshold for your body to finally release it. And it will come out as like violent shaking or huge emotional releases where you're just uncontrollably crying. Um, But that's the only way your body can physically release that stored energy. Last week when I was um, oddly enough, 12 was a, was a very traumatic year for me. That was the year I was shot in a drive-by, but I also, I think earlier that year, or that age ish, I had a really bad, um, gymnastics injury where I was doing a round off back handspring. My coach didn't spot me and I, my arm slid out from under me and I slid basically across the rest of the, the mat and I hurt my knee uh. and had to get it drained, all this stuff. Right. And occasionally it feels weird to me, mm-hmm. but last week it was starting to hurt a lot, like Mm. to the point of like trying to get up and move, trying to like walk. I was like, what is this? And then, you know, going into meditation of like, oh, this is an old injury. Yeah. And then I started to dig into that injury of going, well, why is this showing up? What, what was the point or what, what was the root of this? Mm -hmm. And I was shown, and I think it was either in float or sauna because I was in there trying to like move it around and, you know, Mm -hmm. stretch it out and get the healing and the relief from that. But I was shown was, I felt like I wasn't seen or supported in that moment by my coach. You weren't. And I didn't realize that those are two constant things Mm -hmm. in my life of not feeling seen or supported when I need it or something like that. And so it was like showing me that it was flaring up again because I wasn't feeling seen and supported. And so I was talking to my body, to my knee and I'm like, Hey, that was a long time ago. What if she didn't catch you because she thought you were completely fucking capable of doing this? What if it wasn't an accident that she didn't spot you? Mm -hmm. What if she thought you were good? And I started shifting the perspective on this injury of being this victimization of she didn't catch me. She didn't spot me. She didn't spot me. She didn't see me. Maybe she was busy talking. Maybe she like, I painted this picture in my head of what was happening down at the end of the mat that mm-hmm. I really, truly didn't know because I was doing fucking round off back handspring shit. I was bloop, 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 bloop. And then the next thing I know, I'm like hurt on the floor. 
but I told myself this story. So now I'm like, well, what if it's because your skill level was showing you were capable of this, right? She trusted mm. you and you freaked out because you didn't feel her hand there to support you. Mm. I freaked out. I freaked the fuck out. And so it was like starting to tie all of this in of like, that's the mind body thing. And it's feeling better now. The more Good. I connected this, it's like, oh, okay. I can move my knee. I can like, it's not so sore when I wake, get up and walk around. It was like for a minute, I was like, what is this limp I got going on? Mm-hmm. And so it's support and it's the body going, Hey, reframe this shit, bitch, because you're supported beyond, but people think you're capable. So that's why you don't always have a helping hand is because everybody thinks you got it. Right. It's interesting how we abandon ourselves in moments like that, or we don't trust ourselves, or we look to the external for proof that we've got it when we only need to look at ourselves and trust that we can do this. We can be resilient. So, what I'm hearing about this kind of cold plunging contrast therapy, floating sauna is that it helps build mental resilience, right? So Mm -hmm. grit. Yeah. Grit and showing you that your mind can work for you or it can work against you and your body responds to both. Correct. So either way, it's going to respond. I mean, there are, there are times when your body is going to respond in ways to let you know, Hey, pay attention. But most of the time it's our mind that keeps everything in check, right? So the ability to stay calm in these situations where very clearly your body's like, Hey, what the fuck's happening? It's freezing. Will then translate to mental resilience outside of the tank. Yeah. Mental resilience, less anxiety, composure, you know, being able to keep your shit together in times of stress. Prime Mm -hmm. example. Um, I normally don't do concerts and stuff like that unless it's somebody I really, really, really want to see and I have a good seat and it's close to the exit and close to the bathroom. All these stipulations because of my trauma, I just don't dig large groups of things, right? But I just thought that was because you're a Taurus, but... Let's let's add the complex trauma on top of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm um, kidding. <laughs> it's probably a little bit of both. Uh, but being at the concert the other day, I took my daughter and her friend, and we were when we got there, and I was like, "Yeah, cool. I got us general admission, so we can be at the floor at the bottom." And then I was like, "Yeah, normally when I do general admission, they at least have like folding seats or something down there, and then like an area where you can go by the stage." Well, there were no seats in this area. It was standing room only at the bottom by the stage. And when we got there early enough where I was like, cool, there's plenty of space. But then as the people got there and we got closer and closer and closer and closer and it was hot as fuck in there. Even the stranger next to me was like, it's hot, right? And he's like sweating. I'm like, oh yeah, it's hella hot in here. Wow. I even told Zaniya at the beginning, look, if it gets to be too much for me, I might have to step out. Like Mm -hmm. if I start feeling squished and you're too much in my, my space, like if I can't, if I get to the point where I can't breathe, I got to go. And Mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, we'll go with you. Of course. And I'm like, okay, like that's fine. But I, I gave her the warning. So as 
it started to feel like the walls were closing in. And yes, I took an edible, um, <laughs> but that's not why the walls felt they were closing in. The edible helps to calm you, calm me so that I don't notice for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, there came a point where physically the temperature was rising and you can mm-hmm. feel the heat to the point where if one person moved and there was a slight breeze, you were like, okay, I felt air. Okay. Right. Okay. There was air. Oh man. My brain though was like, Hey, remember that 190 degree sauna you just did the day, a couple days ago. This is nothing. Re- remember those 40 minute sauna sessions you do at 158 degrees, um, without taking any breaks. You remember? Okay. How did you get through that? And my brain is like, I breathed. And so I'm standing there in the middle of this fucking concert in through the nose, doing your box breathing. (laughs) Yep. In through the nose, out through the mouth. And I can feel my heart rate start slowing down Good. and I can feel that I'm not going to go into anxiety attack. Um, I can feel that I'm not going to have the need to run mm-hmm. and get the hell out of there and cut the, the night short. Cause I didn't want to ruin it for them. And so the practices inside of the sauna inside of the tank are definitely helping me mentally outside mm-hmm. of those walls. Yeah. Because not just, Oh, I've been through shit than this literally like how I was joking where I'm like, yeah, now I can sit outside in the 48 degrees and not have to have a scarf in a giant jacket because now if there's something, if I'm in the chill or I'm going to take the dog for a walk, I'm like, okay, is it colder than the 48 degree tank? Is it colder than 35 degree ice bath? Mm-hmm. Breathe, breathe. So now I'm just teaching myself how to fucking breathe. And relax your body. And relax my nervous system, my body. And I mean, I'm not out there without a shirt, walking the dog with no shoes, but <laughs> you're not out in your swimsuit, like, like a, like a crazy <laughs> neighborhood. Like, yeah. When you're like, oh, and there's the crazy white neighbor with the beard and you know, the, the yogi and <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> like, oh, there he goes walking his dog. No. Hilarious. But I do, do highly, highly recommend if anybody, if you guys have any of these services, um, near you, where you live, mm-hmm. Even if you want to come visit, like I'm happy to take you and go through the experience with you so that it's not traumatizing. And so it's done with intention, like find a place that does fire and ice or contrast therapy or that does the cold plunges, or you can literally, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, you can buy a metal trough at Lowe's and fill that bitch with ice and water and leave it outside overnight. And it's a lot oh. of people, yeah, a lot of people, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's super popular here, but um, I do know a lot of people that do it. We don't have a facility here that offers it, but a lot of people do have their own like tubs that they yeah. just and your Your place is cold enough where yeah, you, you would wake up would, and like, have a layer of ice to crack <laughs> through and then a true ice bath. So this, and I'll just, I'll, we'll probably end it wrap it up soon, but I was going to tell you about that village, the Yucatarian or whatever. And in, in, I forget Siberia, the Siberian Siberia. Village. So they'll do, I watched him do his, his ice bath because he um puts the hole in mm-hmm. the lake or wherever they're going. And it's so cold that as he's breaking the hole, the ice is forming again. Yeah. The That's how cold the water is. 
Um, and then, so he, he gets in, he does his plunge because of the extreme temperatures. So basically the colder, the water, the shorter the session yeah. that you need is yeah. um, the body only needs about 10, 11 minutes a week total. Um, that was something I was going to ask you about, like, so you finished telling the story and I'm going to ask about the, okay. like the limitations. Sure. So he gets into his ice bath, he gets out and they do, they called it acupuncture or acu acupuncture. And he basically gets out of the ice bath and rolls around in the snow Oh! and then jumps back in the ice bath or the ice water. Wow. These guys are fucking crazy. Adults. These are adults because what he's saying, <laughs> he's like, adults. He's, he goes, I've been doing ice baths every day for the last 30 years. He goes, when I was a child, I was sick all the time and oh. I had no immune system. But when you're controlling and you're doing deliberate heat and deliberate ice exposure or mm -hmm. cold exposure, you are increasing your immune system to be able to fight things off better because now you're going to be running more um, optimally optimized. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Your body becomes more efficient in the heat. You are increasing your white blood cell count. And so your white blood cells are your immune system and they're going to fight shit off. Knock on wood. I, I have not been sick, sick, sick on my ass since 2018, like taken out for the count. I've had maybe a sinus headache. I've had some migraines come on. I've had mm -hmm. like, mm, I feel a little off today, but I jump in the sauna and I'm good the next day. Yeah. I've heard you a know. lot that, you know, in being in the sauna helps to cut uh, illness time, like exponentially. So back to your question though. Like, um, so Huberman labs, that's a good podcast. Go I just, some good episodes. I just wrote that down on my piece of paper and you oh. literally said that like, the oh, but I, I must be psychic. <laughs> um, yeah. So Huberman lab Google, and then yeah, Google, Joe Rogan. Google the, um, Huberman labs, deliberate cold exposure episode and deliberate heat exposure episode. And I think he's even got another, a whole other episode on contrast therapy, but I like listening to them separately so that I'm learning about mm -hmm. just what the cold does and just what the heat does to the body. Huberman um, lab too, is a really great podcast where he, he's a neuroscientist and he breaks yeah. down, like he yeah. breaks down the current literature, like the scientific research that people like lay people would not have access yeah. to because those uh, peer reviewed journal articles are all hosted on servers that you have to either be an academic or a researcher and with paid, paid access to it. Yeah. So he takes that science and he breaks it down and just explains it in a really digestible way. And I, I like yep. listening to him for that. Go ahead now. So Joe oh, Rogan. I was say, yep. Joe Rogan. He, cause he's got Huberman on his episodes. So you can always look at the Joe cause Joe Rogan has his own fire and ice basically at his house. I think he's got his own sauna and then he's got his own ice plunge tank yeah. that he does every morning for like two, three minutes at a time. Um, he's got videos on his Instagram where I just laugh. Cause I'm like, yeah, this, he's like, this is so shitty. And I'm like, dude, I fucking get it. But if you maybe <laughs> just shut the fuck up and get some meditative state for three just minutes, do it. <laughs> um, yeah. Like don't talk, no bitching it. out. <laughs> don't talk through it. Just fucking ride the wave. Right. Don't bitch out, Joe. Don't bitch out. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, so the other thing, uh, so the limits, oh, the limits. So, sorry. Yep. 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 So limits, they recommend like 11 minutes a week. Mm -hmm. Um, that's nothing. Right. That's, that's you can but do that. Are you, one. you're supposed to start slow though. Right. Because it can be a shock on your system. Yeah. Like, do they recommend, do they recommend like starting 
you know, with just two minutes or. Well, from what I understand, the first two minutes of cold exposure are the best and the most beneficial. Mm. And then anything after that is mental, the mental benefits, but it's not necessary for you to sit there in the cold for 30 minutes or an hour. And also temperature wise, if it's a 32 degree water with below freezing temps outside, you're not going to sit in there for an hour. Right. You know, you'll fucking start frostbiting. Is the there a point thing- though? Is there a point though in a tub, like with, cause that, that's pretty cold water. Is there a point though, where your body can't go hypothermic? Think about it this way. When you start doing breath work, you're actually heating your own body up from the inside out. Oh, okay. So if you sat there and hyperventilated, for an hour. Yeah. That's going to fucking suck and hurt. Right. Cause but every, yeah, everything's coming. The idea of breath work, breathing, you're actually creating this friction inside of your body. That's creating mm-hmm. heat. And so that's how Wim Hof fucking and all his disciples can <laughs> his disciples go and hike without a shirt on and no shoes in below freezing temperatures. Cause they're breathing and they're keeping themselves warm from the mm-hmm. inside out. And there are scientific studies that he has participated in that show the results of breathing and breath work and the control that you have over your body, as well as he did these controlled experiments where like, I forget, it was like 120 people went off and they inoculated them with bacteria and diseases and stuff. And he's the only one that didn't get sick. And so that's awesome. It's his immune system. Yeah. This shit. It's the cold, it's the breathing. It's like, cause also what happens, like your metabolism speeds up, mm-hmm. you start getting rid of your white fat and you start getting more brown fat. Mm-hmm. It's like all these things start happening out of the benefits of the hot and the cold. And like, if you sit there and you don't do shit all day long, your body's just deteriorating and rotting away anyways. Damn. So. Spoken like a true Taurus. <laughs> just that's reality Sorry. folks. Sorry. No, and I'm not even like, that. I don't, I'm not like even a big gym person, you know, mm-hmm. but I can already see the difference in my body and my mind. Amazing. I mean, I think mental resilience is so underrated and, but so necessary and physiologically what this is doing to your body, like it's speeding your metabolism. So your body's becoming more efficient at how it's using the food resources that you're giving it. Your like biochemically things are going to be changing inside of you. So hell yeah. I'm all for it. That's amazing. Yeah. So if you can find any of these services in your, your neighborhood, um, also, maybe another episode we could talk like specifically breath work type stuff. I think that would be amazing because Um, like the, I think I'm going to do the ketamine assisted therapy. Uh, there's a breath work workshop and you do it's combined with therapy. Wow. Like it's by that guy that says he's a licensed therapist, but Mm -hmm. they're also licensed to, um, to do ketamine assisted mm -hmm. works. Yeah. Which I think we should probably, you know, stipulate or specify that if you were to do something like that, like find somebody who's licensed to help you. Yeah. Like you have to go and get a prescription. Like it's part Mm -hmm. of their whole package is like you get, um, an evaluation and then Mm -hmm. you get a prescription for it. And then they give you like these little 
I forget what it's called, like trochees or something, like little lozenges that are mm-hmm. certain milligrams. And then you go into the therapy work of it. Yeah. That would be an interesting episode where we talk about that kind of tool because yep. there, that's starting to be researched in depth now. It's the ketamine it's, assisted therapy. Yeah. Cause ketamine is one of the only psychedelics that's legal to prescribe out to people. They're doing a lot of work with psilocybin now. Um, it's experimental, but they're doing a lot of work with mushrooms in a therapeutic. Yeah. That, yeah. Let's, let's park that and let's, totally. let's do a whole episode on. I need on to do a little bit more research or maybe we find somebody that would be a good guest actually to have, you know, I got plenty of firsthand experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. But I do have people that would love to talk about it too, because there's everything done with intention, everything mm-hmm. done with intention. It's not just for fun. It's not just for recreation. Although you can do these things recreationally when you do it with intention, whether heat, cold drugs, anything, yep. if you're going in with the idea of I'm coming out of this journey with something, an mm-hmm. answer, a realization, clarity, healing, it's different. So I agree. 1 million percent intention. Yeah, so, so find, find your people, find, um, if you have any questions, DM, email us and don't be afraid to sit your ass in a tub full of ice water. <laughs> Even if it's starting with a hot shower to a cold shower. Oh my God. I'm such a wuss. Like I think about that every time I'm in the shower, I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do that today. (laughs) Just finish on cold. Just try make that commitment to yourself one day this week going, I'm just going to finish on cold today. Or you go, you have, I don't know what temperature it is outside for you, but do your cold exposure 10 minutes out in the cold Mm -hmm. without a jacket go into meditation, deal with the cold and then go in and take a hot shower. Yeah. That's something. So the I'm last thing I will a, say, I'm being a wimp about it. Okay. People who have insomnia or a hard time sleeping, doing the contrast therapy will absolutely fix that for you. Oh, that's great. The heat and the cold will knock your ass out, drain you. Nice. Like, that's good to know. Benefits. So many benefits. I love that you have this experience and you're able to share it because it does fascinate me. And I, I know the last time I was in Vegas, I did a sauna and then I did a float right after my sauna and it was really good. But do you remember how sick I got afterwards? Like I had a bad headache. That's right. I know. And, but I sat in the sauna for longer than what I would probably normally have done. And you might've not been acclimated. Yep, definitely. And every time I come to Vegas to see you, inevitably I get some kind of like adjustment headache um, because it's, I'm coming from a moist Wisconsin environment to the desert. And and, um, and then I did the floating right after the sauna and it was a lovely experience, but I had never floated before. And coming off of that, sauna where I was just sweating and purging a lot of stuff. And then I went into the float. I think I got like, I got probably almost 40 minutes into my float and I heard very clearly, this is enough. Like this is enough. So I was having lots of nice visions and I was going in and out of like dozing off. And then all of a sudden my guidance team was like, this is enough. Perfect. (laughs) You have to get out now. 
And I think I got out, I think maybe like two minutes before my uh, session was to end. Um, but it felt like I was in there for three hours. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. So that, I, that deprivation. I, yeah. And I can attest to like, I loved the experience, but it also kickstarted like a huge detox for me. And my body felt that like I had a, I had a pretty bad headache afterward. And I just had to, I laid down and I slept for like two hours. You remember that? And that's right. Mm-hmm. And, but once I was able to do that and rest, like I was totally fine. So it really did kickstart some kind of a big release for me, which was obviously necessary. So, yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to add? Nope. I think we about covered it. Oh, awesome. You guys let us know if you have questions or comments, you can always send us a message and you can find us on Instagram at souls and stardust podcast or Mio Baclini or gratitude maven. And also, you know, check out our YouTube. We're going to be throwing up a lot more stuff on our YouTube channel, souls and stardust podcast channel. We're trying um, to hit a hundred subscribers. <laughs> yes. So please we're almost there. We're at 93. Yes. Including you and me. Yes. Including <laughs> you and me. And it just really is a place where we, we do a lot of fun readings and just cause me and I both really like doing that kind of stuff. And it's really just out of fun and curiosity. And if people are helped by it, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So join us there and un- until next time, you guys, we will talk to you very soon. Love you. <laughs>